You are now tuned in to the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. Three, two, one. Here we go. Let's get ready to suck it. Welcome to your room. Snack bar, Lambeau Field. I was scalded by the cheese of a flaming hot nacho. You play to win the game. He starts to come and then he pulls out. Oh, it's from a slice of gabagool. Finish him. Welcome back to the All-Star Vintage Podcast with the boys. Once again, Dom and Mark back for another episode. Uh, If it's your first time checking us out, welcome. If you are a returning guest, welcome back, man. Um, This is sweet. It's hot. Hot as hell. It's 4th of July weekend. It's 4th of July weekend. It's actually nice out. It doesn't be shitty. It is, brother. What episode are we on? It is episode 21. 21. 21. 21 on the Chop Sports Network. Yes, indeed. And you mentioned it was hot as hell. I'm fucking dying because yesterday. Yeah, Dom's got some nice summer. We took a nice trip down to Jersey Shore. Went to the Shore. You know what? It was perfect. It was perfect because a lot of things made it perfect. One, it was supposed to be shitty, right? And it wasn't. It was just cloudy. Yeah, I mean, the original game plan was, hey, we're going to hit the seaside docks. We're mm-hmm. going to do some crabbing. We're going to hang out, have a couple beers, whatever, whatever. My buddy Higgs is home. He's never home. Yep. My buddy's home from Ohio. So, you know, get the core boys together. You know, maybe go out, spend the day on the docks, hit the boardwalk a little bit. But as you said... The fucking weather was not looking good, man. Yeah. It was like in like all day. It was like the day before, a couple hours before we even left. It looked bad. I was just saying like it was going to be shitty all day. And even when I was getting to your house, it started raining. Yeah, it wasn't looking good. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is oh, not going to be a wash, but... The good thing we're not going to go crabbing. Yeah, so we nixed the crabbing, <laughs> but listen, we're stubborn pricks. We're like, we're going to do what we want to do. So mm-hmm. we decided to go down to good old Bobbers mm-hmm. for some breakfast. Like if you don't, if you don't fucking, if you never have Bobbers breakfast in Seaside, like you're fucking up big, big time. time. Like I don't understand. I always say like I don't understand how that place is not like nationally recognized because you even have that other place that's like on the boardwalk that's like. You know, they got the quotes I've seen on this TV show, blah, blah, blah. Like, Triple D. I saw it. Like, why does no one fucking go to Bobbers? You had the quote of the fucking day, as per usual. What? <laughs> oh, what, yesterday? Yeah. When we were at Bobbers? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this place would make Guy Fieri come. Yeah. Super yeah. duper weenie. Yeah, dude. That's what, Bobbers is sick. That's why, like. And they're in and out. They're quick with their shit. Exactly. Like, that's why they try to put, they try to pull one, a fast one on your boy. Because uh, my buddy Higgs likes busting balls as well. So he comes out and, like, they went in there to, like, there was a line. There was obviously people waiting. They come out, they're like, oh, they're not, you know, they're not taking any more people. This and that. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, they said it's too busy. You know, we're, we're done. T-. I'm like, it's 10 o'clock. They close at fucking noon. Like, they were really trying to get one over. We know, I know how fast they turn them and burn them in that place. The, you're in and out of there in like 20 minutes, no matter what you're fucking getting. <laughs> Dude, food's out consistently in like five to seven minutes, It's insane. Bro. It's insane. You have a table of like six people and all the food will come out at the same time in like six, six minutes, seven minutes from order. <laughs> like, And they keep it so old school. They give you a little plastic fucking waiting room dentist cup. <laughs> When you get a drink, you get shots. Yeah, they're a shot of fucking mm-hmm. apple juice or 
What were you drinking? Chocolate milk? <laughs> I didn't get, no, no. See, I didn't go chocolate milk yesterday. Brad did. Oh, you went C4 yesterday. Exactly. That's why I didn't go chocolate milk. Can you imagine what would have happened if I would have mixed the C4 with the chocolate milk? Is that shit really a fucking pre-workout? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Brad. Higgs was looking at it. He goes, oh, look, a steroid. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I was in peak human performance for mini golf, though. So that was nice, man. So yeah. we had the breakfast, and then we um, we hit the boardwalk. Hit the boardwalk kind of early, and we did what we always do on the boardwalk. We walk nothing. up and down, and we do absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we don't play any games. Don't hit any rides. Yeah. Um, well, the rides weren't open. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. We were early. We're, co- we're scoping that coaster just because, like, we're here. That looked impressive I for a like, boardwalk yeah, coaster. Like, I don't know what the name of it is, but yeah, I don't know. It's probably was, fairly new. Yeah, I was like, I, I would ride that just because I'm here. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you know, we went. We Good old Smuggler's Quay. What they so they rebuilt the Quay. All you old school Jersey heads that go that really go down the shore and they know what's up. Then the Quay was around forever, Smuggler's Quay. It was like the best mini golf. When they were redoing all that shit down there, they got rid of it. They knocked it down. It wasn't there. Because I remember we were going to remember, like, we wanted to go a lot of times and just was gone. Yep. Well, it's back. It was back. It's been back for a few years now, actually. But it's almost in the same, pretty much sure it's the same location. And, like, that's the best mini golf because it's, like, it's two courses, pretty much. Yeah, you have two options. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. Do that. yeah. The Pioneer and then the Buccaneer, oh, yeah. I think I, it is. I have no clue what they're called. I just know they bring you in opposite directions. One brings you the one we do. The one we did yesterday brought you all the way to the top of the thing and back down, which was nice. Oh, and they had like, like good music playing too. Yeah, it was like a chill island vibe, bro. I was digging it, man. Yeah. I just got fucking burnt to death, dude. I got the yeah, worst farmer's yeah. tan right now. Yeah, he's cooking. And my face is just fucking beat red. What else is new? I get torn. I'm, I, my skin doesn't do well in the sun. It's the Scottish shit. I'm telling you. I'm so white. Like, I get, I just get, it doesn't matter. I get red. Like, see my face right here? Like, this is it. Like, this is red or this color. And your pops is the same way, oh, man. Oh, my dad's unbelievably red. Yeah. My dad's red 20 hours from today. <laughs> he's got like that Roasia shit. Rosacea? Rosacea, yeah. Yeah, he's got that shit. So he's always red. <laughs> but yeah, man, that, I mean, it was a good fucking day. But then we uh, we hit Arugas on the way back for some apps yeah. and beer. And uh, man, that was it. And dude, I was going to go out, but I was beat, dude. When we were at Arugas, I just want to say that fucking pretzel was on. I told you. That thing is so good. I would go there and I'd order that for dinner probably. <laughs> like, and the dips they give you too, man, yeah, with the mustards cheese. and the cheese. I had the mustards or whatever to me. That cheese, though, that shit was fine. Bang, bang. Mm. Yeah, so overall I'm certified bada banging. Overall, good fucking day, brother, yeah. man. It was a solid day. Much needed. Good way to start off the 4th yeah. of July weekend, too. And also, just saying, because I guess the weather and all that, on the way down there, no traffic. Yeah, dude. Zero traffic. And the boardwalk was like a ghost town, seaside. Yeah. Not, yeah, even we like found free town. parking, dude. Yeah. And that's like unheard of. Free parking on 4th of July weekend. Think about that. Free parking, seaside, 4th of July weekend. And no traffic. I was in a fantasy world. But um, I don't know. We, there's a lot, of, a lot of shit we could talk about. A lot of shit was happening lately. So, let's in get into sports it. and everything, but not really related to sports. I saw um, there's a, I don't, I don't even think I follow. I don't know how I came across this, but Jersey City Cannabis, like Instagram, okay, you know, one of these random weed accounts, you know, mm-hmm. there's millions of them. So, but they, there's a, it's an article that they had posted from, uh, I don't really know the, the paper, but it was from like some online, you know, newspaper somewhere in Jersey. 
Uh, it basically said the New Jersey Senate president filed a psilocybin legalization bill that includes home grow options, unlike the current marijuana law. Hmm. So basically, they're saying there is they're putting into motion trying to legalize magic mushrooms. And on top of that, you'll be able to grow them at your house, unlike weed, where you're not really, you know, it's legal here, but you're not allowed to grow it. Is that how it is right now? Yes. Uh, you can have weed in Jersey. You just can't grow it. So it's legal all around. Like, it's legal. To, but I, I, walked, I walked in the dispensary the other day just to peep it at, by my house. So I wonder why, right? So I'm, listen, I'm mm-hmm. cool with whatever. You know that. I'm not, <laughs> if you want to let us grow mushrooms, yeah. I'm all for that. But what I don't understand. Why it, one, not the other? Well, yeah, because if you think about this, right? Weed's one thing. It's a, it's a pretty controlled substance where... You're not going to get too high or too low. And, you know, it's less dangerous than alcohol, as we know. Right. Mm. Um, But you have to buy that in like a controlled environment in a store where there's experts selling it to you. Right. Yeah. So but you're going to tell me that I could grow mushrooms Mm -hmm. and there's no regulation on it. I there's no one to tell me how much I could consume Mm -hmm. I could take or can't take. And that's far more dangerous. Yeah. Well, I mean, smoking some weed, man. Well, it also isn't like a thing yet. You know, it was just proposed. You sure, know, sure. No, just no, put no, it I get out it. there and proposed it. But uh, no, I, I see where you're coming from. Where, but, uh, but at the same time, like, I don't know. Mushrooms, they don't. I, I, I feel like it's very much like weeds the same to me. An enhanced know. version? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, you can you trip on them and like, yeah, it's it's dangerous like, to an extent. But it's not. If, if you know, if you're all right. If you're someone that's going out of their way to grow mushrooms, you obviously know about the game. You know what I'm saying? You obviously know about mushrooms. You're not just like some like my mom isn't just going to be like, oh, I can grow mushrooms. Now I'm going to grow mushrooms and take mushrooms. You know what I'm saying? God, I hope not. (laughs) Like, I mean, that'd be hilarious, actually. I offer her the chocolates all the time. She's like, no, I can't. Not the fucking mushrooms. <laughs> She's like, get me, the, get me the fucking. The edibles. Yeah, get me the regular weed ones. I'm not doing this mushroom shit. <laughs> she goes, yeah, it's mushroom shit. Do the chocolate bars fuck you up too? The mushroom ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never had one. Uh, I had a piece of one. And a piece, like, I was feeling nice. It was like a heavier micro dose. It was nice. Mm. Yeah. But like they said, the, there was a guy that, that had them that he was the guy I got the piece from. He was talking about if you eat the whole bar, they call it like the face melter. And like, that's just a little extreme. No, thank you. But like, you know, you've been you've been that that fucking you've been tripped out like that before. Yeah. He has. That's yeah. Done it like you. But that's the thing. You know the deal. So like, that's what I'm saying. When it comes to growing them, like you're not just going to be like, all right, oh, man, give me all yeah, the mushrooms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking and crazy. Tripping man. Out and then be stupid with it. You know? Yeah. Like you're someone who's either going to grow them for yourself or you're going to grow them and you're going to sell them because why not? Hey, if this passes, that'd be great. That would be very, very interesting, bro. But also at the same time, like, I don't understand why they're not trying to do that with weed. Like, why are you not trying to pass the same type of fucking law? You know, because it's more beneficial for people to smoke weed and grow it themselves, too, which is probably why. Can mushrooms be given (laughs) out? Like in a medicinal environment? It's starting to be, yeah. Okay. So, like, I don't see why, you know, they couldn't. Because it's just like, yeah, just like, I I think a couple places are, well, there's some states that it's just straight up legal in general. I think, like, maybe Oregon and some like shit over there. It's just legal in general. 
but uh, uh, there's like a couple of states I think that are definitely messing with the medical. So like maybe you can get them prescribed because I know they're doing that. That and fucking I think they were doing working with that and ketamine. Special K. What is ketamine? Like, it's like an animal tranquilizer. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, that's that I never that, fucked with. Special I don't know. K is no fucking bueno. No thanks. Those drugs don't intrigue me. Like I said, the one time I tried that shit in high school, I'm like, I I don't know. They call it like a K hole or something. Where I just didn't feel good. I felt terrified and scared. Yeah, and sounds great. I was like, I wanted to cry. Like, well, I don't know why people want to do this as a recreation. Like. You enjoy being scared and crying? <laughs> like, just some just some drugs are just too weird for me. Like, even me. <laughs> things are too weird for me. Man, this took quite the turn, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> this took quite the fucking turn. But, uh, yeah. hey, let's bring it back now. <laughs> well, maybe not quite yet, because we're going to stay on the road mm. of psychedelics, specifically yeah. mushrooms, because... Oh, yeah, I read an interesting article. Uh, our boy Mike Tyson, who mm. notoriously is a fan and dabbles oh, yeah. in he loves the stuff. weed and mushrooms yeah. and things like that. I, I still want to buy his edibles. He oh, yeah, those, the ears. Those, yeah, the ears. So I I was reading an article, and apparently he, he came out and said that <laughs> when he was fighting Roy Jones Jr. recently, mm. that he was high on mushrooms the whole time. Really? Yeah, the whole fucking time. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I, he's like, I swear by them. I, tr- I, I eat. I eat when I train. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, I wish I knew about these, you know, when I was fighting professionally back in the day, because wow. I would have just been eating them all the time. He's like, it doesn't freak me out. It kind of like helps me focus. Huh. And yeah, yeah, it was a, it's like a whole I mean, I optimization that. thing yeah, for yeah, him. Yeah. You know, I, I get that. But like, would you? I mean, no, I would not want to fight on shrooms. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying like. All right, so if that's how Mike Tyson is reacting to it, right? So do you is is that considered a performance enhancer? Yeah, but look look at the fights that he's doing right now. He's in the bullshit uh, promotions. No, I, 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 I mean, those don't saying. count. They're I not. Know what you're saying? They're not checking so for that if he's stuff. He's talking no, but if he's saying if I knew about these when I was fighting, you know what I'm saying? That's what he said, right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So he, imagine, okay, if he did find out about them back in the day and he did them while he was in his fighting career, like that, do you think that's considered a performance enhancer? It's a good question, man. Because uh, I never ever looked at mushrooms as a performance enhancer physically. No, like that's a fucking mental performance enhancer. Like you want to enhance the fucking mood. You want to enhance the fucking you know your outlook and shit like that. Sure, that's an enhancer. But like I never looked at it like I can physically do better. You know. If I was, I'm doing dude, it. if I was fighting on mushrooms, you know what it would feel like? Fucking, uh, like I'd be fucking fighting a cloud. Kind of like, you know, uh, when you're in a dream yeah, and you're trying to run slow or you're in a fight and it feels like mush and it's going slow as shit. Slow hands. Yeah. And then when you finally connect with someone, it's just like so, mush yeah. and they're unaffected by it. Oh, yeah. I feel like that would be my boxing performance on mushrooms. Could be. <laughs> I mean, like it's very well. Could I'd be. probably just be slow motion yeah. just like that. Ugh. That would be hilarious. Uh-uh. But no. no, I mean, if, if it works for him. But I mean, Mike first. Tyson's also an animal. Yeah. So, I mean, it probably, like, sedates him in a way. That's, yeah. like, a reverse effect that it's we possible. would have. It's because he's possible. just on a whole different fucking level. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. But that's, that's interesting, interesting factoid that I came yeah. across. And um, who other than Mike Tyson would do it, though, man? You know? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> But dude, fucking talking about other old OGs, <laughs> other OG have, maniacs. 
you know, had a lot of experience in the ring. Mm. There's another one out there uh, transitioning slightly to the pro wrestling world. Mm. Um, the iconic uh, legend, mm. the nature boy, Ric Flair. Ric Flair does mushrooms? No. <laughs> no, no, but is set to fucking wrestle again in his final, yeah, final, final match at 73 years oh, old. Oh, my God. 73. Um, what is he doing? And what does he want to do? It does he does he just want to die? In that's the my ring? that that's what I said from the start. When like when everybody brought up, oh he's uh you know he's gonna be wrestling this final match. I'm like oh so it's he's good. His plan probably is to die in that ring on national th- on what pay per view whatever. He wants to die in that ring that night. That's his goal. I guarantee it. If that's how he went out, that would be one legendary, obviously, and then two. If anybody else, if anybody's going to do that, it's Flair. Do you think he was going to like all the bigger promotions? Because this is not like a, you know, it's not a huge event. This is not a big promotion here we're talking about. I I forget who's putting it on even. But, you know, do you think he went to WWE or AEW or any of these places and be like, hey, look, this is what I want to do? Maybe, maybe not. But I think the thing with AEW was that Tony Khan did not want to do business with him at all Mm -hmm. after the, um, which McCall episode came out? The airplane episode, the flight from hell. Remember the episode, the flight from hell yeah, episode? Yeah, on, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. On uh, Dark Side, Dark of, the Side Ring. of the Ring. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that. And then I think because uh, he was going to come in originally, I think manage Andrade. And Why then, was that such a problem? Uh, because Ric Flair looked terrible. And well, think I mean, about, like a lot of people looked terrible. I mean, think about the, the Me Too movement and stuff like yeah. that, and how AEW is very big on like um, pushing their female wrestlers. Yeah, their feet. yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very sensitive thing, right? So, um, I get, I guess, why Tony Khan didn't want to take the risk of bringing him in, but um, I don't know. I don't know. There should have been some other opportunities, man, to make this a bigger thing. But at the same time, you think WWE was probably like, dude, no way at 73 years old, we're going to sanction you for yeah. for a match. So I, this was probably the only promotion out there, really. Yeah. That's going to say, fuck it. We got nothing to lose. Let's throw them out there and make a bunch of money. If it, whatever indie promotion was going to step up and do this, they were, you know, it's a payday. Mm-hmm. It's an easy payday. But... I feel like if it, if it's not an indie promotion, like the WWE is the only only entity that would be able to to do it. You know, like if they're going to do it right, and like if they did it at AEW, it wouldn't be as special. It wouldn't, you know, like it wouldn't be a Agreed. thing. So like, if this was going to be anything, it was going to have to be done at WWE. What about NWA? Back to the roots. That would have been kind of huh. cool. That would have been interesting. I actually fuck with that a lot. And that would be perfect for NWA because they don't get a lot of coverage. And NWA is very entertaining. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't sit here and watch it all the time. Yeah. It's definitely not for every audience, no. right? But but, but if you're into wrestling, yeah. if you like wrestling and, like, certain aspects of wrestling, it's for you, for sure. Like, I fuck with NWA. They just had, um, this is separate, but Impact, uh, TNA. They just had, like, the Slammiversary. One, one of their, like, main big fucking pay-per-views. They had a, an, an Originals match. So it was, like, some people from current uh, Impact and original TNA, like, guys. So they had, uh, um, what's his face? Was there? Nick Aldis was there because he's, he's a big NWA guy. Mm-hmm. He's like their face kind of over there. So he was in the match there. And like, um, I forget the other guys, but it was like three original TNA guys. It was pretty awesome. And um, NWA, they're fucking, 
it's like it's one of those promotions that's not no one really no one ever i fucking see ever really talk about it ever which kind of surprising because like hardcore wrestling zips that's like i figure that's right up there fucking alley i agree like a lot of like and that's what billy corgan billy corgan owns that right yeah yeah i think one time he actually did but yeah maybe Let let me fact check that yeah who runs nwa now i don't know i it also could be corgan you're right i've it's been I you know I haven't really watched it in a minute. I love their theme song though. I hope I mean I haven't Into watched it. Yeah, I don't I hope that's still the theme song. Into the fire. Into the fire. Yeah, he he's owned NWA since okay. 2017. Okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, that would be imagine fucking Ric Flair in TNA. I mean, not TNA. NWA. And <laughs> NWA. I feel like Ric One Flair's last good. time. That would Ric Flair. Like I, and like I said, what's kind of cool is I saw he was training with Jay Lethal not too long ago. And for us, that's obviously some Mark shit because we, we, we know Jay Lethal personally. Seeing him just wrestle Ric Flair casually, I'm like, I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy, like the world. We've literally did backyard wrestling, yeah, wrestling in the pool, yeah. <laughs> like oh, video yeah. game wrestling, like all Everything. that shit. Like we're all big wrestling fans, and um, yeah, when we got to hang out with him, that's what we did. So it was definitely cool seeing his success throughout the years. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, Ric Flair, fucking. Training with uh, Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. now set for his final, final match with this promotion. Did it um, say what kind of match it is? I thought originally it was going to be a tag team match, uh-huh. and, and that would make sense, right? In a way to kind of protect him, don't put him in the ring by yeah. himself the whole time, that whole ordeal. But um, and that, and that kind of takes more a little bit of the shine away from him, though. In the dude, match. he's 73. I, I get it. But you the know, whole idea of the fucking pay-per-view is his final match. I don't even know who his opponent is, but yeah. he had a fucking badass promo. July 31st, yeah. got me Nashville, yeah. Tennessee. As promised, Ric Flair will walk that aisle one more time. Guaranteed this time to be the last time. So I've spent the last three months of my life getting ready to kick some ass and prove to anybody that's ever doubted who I am ever been skeptical of why I got to be where I was and then are skeptical of what I'm doing right now by the pay-per-view. I've been the man my whole life since I did one. I paid the price, I blood the sweat, I cried, I've done it all. July 31st, I'm gonna kick someone's ass and there's 9,000 people that are gonna stand up and say, fuck, Rick Flair is still the man at 73 years old. And to try and do what I'm gonna do which is make people hungry for real wrestling. Real wrestling, not shit that's scripted and written down, not stuff you gotta memorize, shit that you think about your whole life. You live with it, you bring it. The 31st, walking it out. Everybody will be going, holy shit, here he comes. And it, you know why? It's because I'm a big fucking deal. One nature boy, one man, one legend, forever. funny because i actually when i see this i know it's funny what i watched yesterday because i had like you know i got home from fucking practice and there's nothing like you know nothing you know uh i was tired but i was like i was watching because i saw it on the screen the wrestler classic yeah with mickey rourke doesn't get talked about enough oh the movie's great and they filmed it all around like asbury park everywhere right by me yeah cheeks (laughs) yep but yeah bro that movie movie rules 
Straight up rules. And uh, Randy this, the Ram. That made me think of Ric Flair, but but at the same time, Ric Flair is still loaded. So I don't know if it's I, I so I feel like he probably had smart people around him. I don't I don't know who he's facing though. I am curious about that. But if he was in if he was in WWE and they like made it a big thing, his final match, mm-hmm. who would you want to see him go up against if this was in fact promoted by WWE? And it was like current roster they weren't going to bring somebody in um no you know what i would open it up to other guys you know other like legends potentially mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying like they wouldn't bring some maybe somebody in to fight him because i don't know if i'd have him fight a legend or if i'd have him fight someone on the card so they can austin theory no, fuck austin theory <laughs> supposedly like i just said supposedly um when he won the money in the bank fans like literally walked out of the show that's how much they fucking hate this guy. And like, I don't know, is that good? Is that good heat? We'll see, like, maybe. Love, you know, you love seeing your heel get a response where people are walking out of the fucking building, but at the same time, they're walking out of the building and they're not spending any more money in your building, which is what you want. So is it that good or not? I don't know. So back to Flair and who I'd want to see him fight. I would hmm. say maybe, well, he can't do it now because he's fully retired. For health reasons, but Triple H would have probably been a I, good you know candidate funny? for that. I was thinking about that, but I'm like, I don't know if I could, if you could have Orton? Triple H. Orton? Yeah. Orton? Batista come back for one? Yeah. Any of those guys, I think that would work. From that stable? Yeah. Because that was a cool stable. Evolution? Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck it. I'd say like Batista or Orton. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think Orton they could and then easily have do like, it with, and then like maybe fucking at the end of the match have fucking Hogan come down or some like OG legend come down and fucking hit him or something. I don't yeah. know, and put him out, <laughs> you know, put him out for good, put him out for good because he wants to die in the ring. So maybe I really have, think that's his objective. I really do. yeah. So maybe have someone young come. Maybe just have Brock Lesnar come out and have five of them like <laughs> for seven like, times. Yeah, yeah, for like. Break his fucking neck until he's dead. For every championship belt he won, how many uh-huh. belts does he have? <laughs> Give him that many F5s. Uh-huh. <laughs> or like, yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah, have him come in and just whip this shit. I'm telling you, that's probably what he won. Imagine if that's the match. He comes out. Him versus Lesnar? Oh, my God. No, a lot less than like him versus somebody like that, and he just, it's a squash match. How about Flair versus Vince? Oh, that would be amazing. For the final Final, final match. Flair. Oh, that would look so Versus bad. Vince McMahon. You know how slow and sloppy that match would be? How would they be able to pull that off? Oh, strings. They have guys from, they have guys sitting up in the rafters pulling the strings on them because they'd be fucking dead. Make it like a lumberjack match, maybe. <laughs> uh, something where other guys get involved. You'd have to. Those guys would be gassed in five seconds. Imagine putting them in a Hell in a Cell match. Oh, my God. Flair. McMahon. Vince would call for that, too. Hell in a cell. He'd call for it. I want hell in a cell. I want Flair, damn it. I want, I want Flair in a cell. I, I, and then Hogan's special guest ref. Uh-huh. And then he just fucking leg drops all both of them. That's fine. <laughs> Goes Hollywood style. Yep. Fucking having a brain for it, man. It's all right. Think about it. Think about it. Because uh, right now it's about time for break anyway. Is it? It is. Break time. <laughs> Did it come uh, back to you yet? No. All right. Think about it. We're going to take a break <laughs> and we'll go into our, our football card collection oh, segment, yes. which by the way, I did find the better cards oh, finally. Yeah. I, dude, I was on a mission today, right? So yeah, I, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm tired of bringing out the bullshit cards. The this bullshit. is a disappointment. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. <laughs> I'm not going to have it happen again. I uh, went back up into the attic. So apparently the good box right like through the uh-huh. hard case 
I don't know what the hell I was doing. Maybe I, I, I ended up putting my shitty cards in there and then I transferred my good cards into like my shoe boxes. Cause uh-huh. I, then I opened up my old backpack where I had like the plastic casings, like the rows that you mm-hmm. put the cards in, then you put them in the books. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then I saw, I was starting to break it out team by team, the OCD mm-hmm. shit we were talking yeah, about. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, Oh, this is early OCD right here. You have fucking all these cards packed in here by team. Like I can imagine fucking 12, 11, 10 year old Dom. Like, Oh, I need to put these teams together by team right now. So <laughs> apparently I gave up on that mission. So they were all mixed, but I got them. Hopefully I got some good ones to share. We'll be back right after this. What's going on, ladies and gents of Chop Sports? It's your boy, Sturch, again. And today I want to talk to you about our newest affiliate and sponsor, and that's the Fusco Insurance Agency. Michael Fusco has partnered up with Chop Sports, and we are very pumped about every single service his company has to offer. The Fusco Insurance Agency offers personal and commercial lines, life insurance, health insurance. They even help with retirement and employee benefit administration. They offer accounting services through Prestige Tax Group, tax preparation and planning, bookkeeping, payroll, retirement planning, insurance, asset protection, and even life settlements. Guys, they even fix your credit, okay? They have credit repair through their own physically fit credit repair. They offer exclusive plans, and Fusco's promise to you is that you can't lose money and you can participate in all the gains with a cap. If you're looking for a blend of personal service and expertise, you've come to the right place. They offer a broad range of services for business owners and independent professionals. Their rates are affordable, they're very experienced, and of course, the most important part about this whole thing, they're very friendly people. Visit the website right now for more of the ins and outs that Michael offers at www.fuscoinsurancecompany.com. What's up, everybody? This is Sturge and Gooch, and I'm here to talk to you guys about the flagship show right here on the Chop Sports Network. We're talking about the Chop Sports Daily. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Go check us out on YouTube. We go live Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so give us the old subscribe ski. Did you just channel your inner Sturge? Channeling my inner Sturge. Yeah, if you want to listen to uh, Gooch talk to you about how dominant he is and everything every day, tune in at 11. I mean, dominant in softball, dominant in tennis. Definitely dominant in dodgeball. Dominant in California kickball. Monday through Friday, folks. 11, 11 o'clock. I wasn't done. And we are... <coughs> oh, God. All right, I'm good. Uh-huh. I'm and better. we are... <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm good now, I swear. We're good now, I swear. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. So, yeah. And we're back. So, before we go into the football card before segment. We hit, yeah, yeah. Because we were talking about wrestling. I wanted to, like, just real quickly. I realized I, I saw something the other day and I was like, I really caught my attention. Because, like I said, we just found out, you know, it was Money in the Bank just happened, right? Mm-hmm. I still got to watch that. I just caught up on Blood and Guts. Yeah, which was, that was great, by the way, too. But I didn't watch Money in the Bank. We all missed Money in the Bank. But... That just goes to show, like, I really don't give a fuck about WWE. Like, I don't really care. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's, you're not as invested. No, I'm not. And then, like, I heard, you know, we heard about the Austin Theory thing. Like, people were literally walking out when he fucking won. I'm like, oh, man. Like, you know, it's not a good look for WWE. But I saw something that made me think, man, I might tune into this. And that was. Logan Paul signing a contract with WWE. Okay, so I heard about this. I just don't, I don't know. know the details. Yeah, I don't know the details. The length is it for a couple uh, matches? Is he know. like a full time participant on the roster now? I don't um, know. That would be that'd be interesting. It would. It like, would. That's what I'm saying. Like that. But if it's something where he's like going to be on for a little while, I'm like have a wrestling? couple feuds, maybe. Yeah, like I would. I'm I'm interested to see that. 
So because they, when he was in that match, he was the the best performer in the ring that whole match. Not besides, gonna lie. Besides Rey Mysterio. Not gonna lie. It was definitely impressive, man. Like I was so impressed. And like he had so much heat coming down too. Like like real heat. People were like all over him, like hating on him and shit. He performed in a big spot, man. He really did. And I was, like I said, I was super fucking impressed. I'm kind of interested. That's something that might get me to tune in WWE. If I hear, like, oh, he's going to be on, like, having a few, I would tune in to see that, I think. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? And I'd ride the wave, too. I mean, I would have him, I would probably have him feud with The Miz. I guess that's natural because of how things left off in that big match. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I'd have him like in a big feud for like the U.S. title or something so, and have him win. Yeah, why not? You know, like why really, really like energize the fan base with something completely different. Oh, yeah. And put a strap at, on that guy and like ride him to the moon. Seriously. I Can mean, you imagine because, you know, and Vince got to love the outside elements that a Logan Paul brings to the mm-hmm. table, too, because this guy has his own media empire. And then you collaborate that with WWE. You have more opportunities on the network for collaboration through media, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's very fucking appealing, dude. Oh, yeah. Is he like big on TikTok, Logan Paul, too? Because he's big on everything. Yeah, he's big on all the platforms, man. Like, that's his thing, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. You know what's fucking funny? This is like, no, this is not really off topic. But the other day, I went to the mall because I went to... I got something from Russo, and I was like, oh, let me uh, let me stop and get that. I was craving that bourbon chicken. I was, Remember I told you I went to White Castle? But I went originally to the food court to go get bourbon chicken, but they were closed. And bourbon when I was, chicken from the food court, huh? Bro, I haven't had that in years. And I was over by Menlo Mall. I'm like, let me fucking get that shit. But closed. My luck. I'm out B, whatever. Plan B at that point. But as I'm walking out, uh, there's a guy standing like, you know, outside the... What's that bar outside the food court mall? Remember, it used to be Champs. I don't know if it's Champs anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not Champs anymore. It's not anymore. Champs anymore, but that's what I'm talking about, that spot. And there's a guy standing outside, right? Like an older, like not older, but probably like 30s, maybe 20s, 30s, around our age, maybe younger. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm walking out of the mall, and I see he's got his phone set up like, like this on like the garbage. And like he's making TikTok videos or something. And I'm like walking to my car, like I'm looking back. He's like, and I'm like sitting there like to myself, I'm like, yo, you think this dude's embarrassed as fuck that I caught him right now or not? Like, cause that shit, cause I was dying laughing. Like, I'm like, yeah. That should have been the haha moment. Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, bro, are you kidding me? Like, I just caught a grown man making TikToks. Like, he had to have been embarrassed, no? That's all. Maybe he's making know. money. I don't care. That's his way of making money. Who I knows? I don't know. He was getting picked up by an Uber. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. He didn't have a car to drive to the mall. It takes all walks <laughs> of life, brother. All right. So no, I was just, I was just, yeah, I don't know. That that dude, Logan Paul, he's he's semi interesting for some reason. And uh I, I just think he would be a really good at wrestling. Yeah, he's a draw. He's yeah, a natural he's a draw. draw. So we uh we're good on that. I just wanted to just to touch on that, you know. So if you want to move on to, um, fo- I don't know. We, uh, we don't have like a Still name. Still don't have There's a name. There's no name. There's no name. But Dom's going to randomly draw some football cards in the collection. And he finally is going to, he finally found the, the good stuff. So no more Dan McGuire. No more fucking who the fuck is this guy. We got some, we should hopefully have some winners. 
All right. So this one I collected, like, I guess, like later in the career, uh-huh. correct, collecting back in like 2012 style. Oh, so yeah, you probably went back to it a little bit. Yeah, a little mini uh, renaissance. Yeah. Of, of the collecting. So this this one is nice. It's crispy, too. Uh, it's a score. 2012 Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers. Defensive. And at the time, do you know what team it was playing for in 2012? Uh, 2012. The Bears. The Bears it is. Not bears. The bears it is. Nice. Julius Peppers, he was. He bounced around at yeah. the end. From 2002 to 2009, he Panthers. was with the Panthers, yeah. man. Yeah, OG on the Panthers. He probably he set a lot of records for them, probably. He, yeah, yeah. And then he went to the Bears, and then. And I think the Packers. Yeah, the Packers. I think. Dude, one of the all-time best pass rushers. Oh, dude. My one of God. my personal favorites, yep. hands down. We sold, uh, we had his jersey. We sold it. We had the, we had his Panthers jersey. We did. We got it from Mark. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Oh, we got to hit that guy up too. Yeah. So the first one, Julius Peppers. Uh, let's see. This goes to 2011. Mm-hmm. Let's just look at the sack production. So 2002, Peppers had 12 sacks. Yeah. 2003, seven. 2004, 11. Mm-hmm. 2005, ten and a half. 2006. 13. Here you go. 2007 might have been an injury year, two and a half. Oh, it's yeah, probably out. Came back strong in 2008, 14 and a oh, half. There you go. Uh, 2009, 10 and a half. 2010, first season with the Bears, eight. And mm. 2011, 11 sacks. I mean, yeah. mostly double digit sack guys whole career. So consistent, bro. Yeah. You know, didn't, never broke the, the, the 20 sack margin, hey, I guess. Man. Don't matter. Um, but. Super consistent, so yeah. ultimate pro. Yeah, you know, a leader. I mean, that's that, like that's uh, the ultimate people, guy. <laughs> people like uh, people like to trash fucking Aikman and shit like that because he never he only had one season where he threw more than thirty touchdowns. Yeah, I just read something like if Patrick Mahomes plays, I don't, I forgot what the yeah, comparison it. was. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same that's thing. Why, that's why I was like, yeah, okay, because why? Yeah, he's got this many rings, dickhead. How you got? What do we got? Number two. Oh, shit. What do we got here? <laughs> Jets fans. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. This will bring back some memories for sure. Probably not positive ones. <laughs> um, another classic all-time Jets draft bust. Oh, no. You guys might remember this clue well. We want set. Oh, we, we want set. <laughs> New York Jets select. Tight end. Tight end. Kyle. Kyle. Brady. <laughs> he had like that with that typical military dickhead haircut. Stiff. Yeah. He was just a stiff individual. Stiff, Big yeah. body and stiff. Um so this is actually this is uh, a score ninety nine. And this didn't was, he have like a decent season? Um, let's see. So from nineteen ninety six no, his his highest touchdown total was five with the Jets in mm. nineteen ninety eight. And then we actually shipped him. In '99, I guess to Jacksonville, mm. and I uh, so technically this is a Jaguars card, oh, but he's, he's still in, a in Jets, Jets uniform. Yeah, but it has the Jets, uh, uh, the uh, Jaguars logo huh. on the oh, bottom yeah, right yeah. here. Maybe they just never took his photo. Yeah, not yet. And Photoshop didn't exist that in uh, the '90s. Yeah, so see you later. Waste of a first round pick, Kyle Brady, <laughs> but a funny card. So yeah. that was good. So you got Julius Peppers and you got Kyle Brady. Okay, next up, uh, uh, another crispy one. Uh, tops, 
Uh, let's see if a year on this one is a 1999 tops. Mm. Uh, Keenan McCardell. Oh, wow. Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver. Classic. Of course. He was um one of my early, early like fantasy wide receivers. Him and Brunel? Yeah. Like when I first started playing fantasy football, it was around that era. So do you know what team he actually originated, originally uh, played for? It wasn't the Jaguars? It was not. It was not. He was actually on another team from was 91 it the Cardinals? to 95. Was it the Cardinals? No. It, um, was I'm it? sorry. No, he was with three teams, including the Jaguars. So his first season, 91, I guess he got traded like immediately. Mm. It was with the Redskins. Okay. And then in 92, 93, 94, 95... He's with the Browns. Oh, the Browns. Huh. And then from this card on 95 through 98, uh, Jaguars. Yeah, so I always remembered him being on the Jaguars. Me too. I didn't know he started that early either. Yeah. 91. Me neither. Kind of blew, blows my reception of reality. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a little Mandela effect. Who knows? Yeah, probably. But yeah, so Damn. that's uh, Keenan Cardell. I think nice. you know, I like the original Jaguars unis too. They weren't They've bad. never had a bad uniform. Yeah. Honestly, they always come up with something nice too. Like they only had like that one. Remember, they were like the first team to have like those different helmets. Like the, the light shined on them. Yeah. yeah, that was like some next level shit. And like they kept that for like a year, and then they just moved on to something different. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> so that's it. That's the three uh, much better looking collection yeah. this week. We got yeah. Julius Peppers uh, in a Chicago Bears uniform. Yeah, Julius Peppers. Kyle Brady in the Jets uniform, but it's a uh, Jaguars card, hmm. technically. And then we got the Keenan McCardell, Jacksonville Jaguars tops hmm. cards. So that's it. That was a little more fun this time. Yeah. And uh, we'll players keep them going. We actually know. <laughs> it's better when it's players you actually know. Oh, speaking of NFL and players that you don't know and <laughs> players that you do know, I saw this thing, right? I guess this is uh, the kid. It's, I don't know, a kid or one of the kids that's, um, his name's Jaden uh, Rashada, right? I think. He, all right. So, yeah. So, he's going to be Miami's new quarterback, right? For the U. I just saw that he signed like an NIL deal, right? Which is that name, image, likeness shit that all like these young players can, you know, they can, they can, they can take part of now that they're in college and shit like that, right? I don't even, can you take doing in high school? So like probably probably not to like you're 18. So like even if you're in high school yeah, and 18, it's so, like yeah. Arch Manning's probably doing some shit. Yeah. You know, so this guy, you know, he's gonna be playing at the U. Uh he signed an NL at, you know, one of these deals. So his deal's worth like nine point five million dollars. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And they compared it here to some NFL quarterbacks today, right? So Trevor Lawrence is making nine point two. Joe Burrow's making nine flat. Kyler Murray's making 8.9. Zach Wilson's making 8.8. Tua's making 7.6. Harbert's only making 6.6. Fields is making 4.7. And Mac Jones making 3.9. Damn. And this kid, who's never played in the NFL, is making 9.5. Good for him. That's all I got to Name, image, likeness. Now, do you think this shit's going to start fucking with, like, how you got to start paying the rookies? Yes, of course. Because if you think about it, there was never like this rookie cap on shit until maybe I want to say Bradford might have been the last quarterback to get a lot of money. I think that's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. And then they put the cap on how much you can pay these rookie quarterbacks because it's getting absolutely ridiculous. 
you think they're going to have to start getting ridiculous again? It's going to be NBA money, brother. That's insane. And like, that's the thing, though. It's not like they don't have it. I feel like the NFL can print money. The owners can print money. Yeah. But the owners comprise the league, so they should be able to print money. You know? And like, that shit brings in how much revenue? It's, It's insane. So I also saw a list now. It was, I think, 1989, 90 NFL quarterbacks. It has a list of all the starters, their stats, and then it has their uh, salaries right there for 1990. 90, okay. 1990. All the starting quarterbacks? All the starting oh, quarterbacks. Oh, this is going to be good. So you're just going to go down the list? Yeah. But go ahead, just go down. Yeah, I have, you want me to name them? And yeah, like, go, ahead, okay. go ahead. All right, so the, the top, I, I don't know if they have it even rated by top. Well, they, no, what they have it is they have it rated by salary. So whoever, they have it as who's making the most, who's making the least. That's how they have it, I guess, in here. Okay. Because the numbers vary. So, Joe, let's put it this way. Joe Montana's making the most 2.55. Wow. That's like. That's it. Third stringer. That's money. third stringer money. Oh, today. Now, yeah. Oh, man. You guys are making $30, $40 million a God. year. This dude, Joe Montana, an absolute fucking icon and legend, is making 2.55 mil a year. And for his production, though, he, he's getting paid 255 for 3,521 yards, 26 touchdowns, and only eight picks. It's a hell of a year in 89. After that, they have Jim Everett, the Rams quarterback at the time. Chris. Chris. Making 2.4. And his numbers were good, too. He put up 4,000 yards, over 4,000 yards. Damn, in 1989? Yeah, he put 4,310 yards up with 29 touchdowns. Se- 17 bombs. Hey, a lot of yeah. <laughs> a lot of yards, though. Yeah, a lot of yards. How many touchdowns? 29. Yeah, it's decent. Dude. Yeah, Everett had a year, dude. We have an Everett jersey. We do. Saints Everett. Saints, not 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 Rams. We have Chris Everett. <laughs> So the next quarterback is Jim Kelly, the Bills, classic Jim Kelly. No longer quarterbacks, by the way, are making two million dollars. One point five. He he put up three thousand. Legend, another legend. One point five million, making fucking walk on money. That's nuts. They might pay me that to serve somebody water there now. Like it's ridiculous. Uh, he he threw for three thousand yards, twenty five touchdowns, eighteen bobs though. A Marino's next. Dan Marino on the Dolphins in 90. Damn, Marino. 1.5? Yep. But I'm just looking at it, dude. He threw like, he only he threw 3,900 yards, right? Uh-huh. 24, 24 uh, uh, touchdowns, 22 picks. Well, the next quarterback, though, is the Oilers quarterback, Warren Moon. Five yep. well. 1.5. There's, there's a few guys. There's a few guys in this 1.5 area here. Maybe they all have the same. Um, yeah, agent. well, there's a guys here from all from the other. You have 1.5 to 1 million. The next like lot of guys. They made it so easy back then. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But no, he's making you know 1.5, 3,631 yards, 23 touchdowns, 14 picks. Okay, not bad. Next, you got my boy Bernie Kosar though on the Browns. Another 1.5 guy. Three, three, uh, three thousand yards, three thousand five hundred thirty-three yards, eighteen touchdowns, fourteen picks. What a basic on the fucking year. <laughs> then you got John Elway, Broncos quarterback, 
make it 1.5 as well. 1.45. 1.45. So, yeah, he's right there. 3,050 yards, 18 and 18. Doesn't get more basic than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Dan Dave Craig, Seahawks quarterback. Oh, my God. Dave fucking Craig. Basic David Craig. He looked like, he, you know what I'm saying? He's one of those dudes that looked like he was so old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the face, you know those dudes that looked like he was old as fuck. Like a gym teacher. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Slinging it at, like, fucking 50. Yeah. Yeah, he was getting paid 1.4 for 3,300 yards, 21 touchdowns, 20 picks. Oh, then you got Phil Simms with the Giants. Mm-hmm. 90, that was the year they won the Super Bowl, right? So, the year they won the Super Bowl, he was making 1.4, 3,000 yards, 14 and 14. <laughs> fucking basic. Then you got Bucks with Vinny Testaverde. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know Vin was slinging it. That fucking mane coming out the back of the helmet. Mm-hmm. He was slinging it for 1.36. And he was made, He was throwing fucking 3,000, fucking 130 yards, 20 and 22. Oh, then you got the Jets, Ken O'Brien. Kenny O. Yep. 3.1, uh, yeah, 1.3 mil. 3,346 yards, 12 touchdowns, 18 bombs. Well, we got Randall, Randall Cunningham for the Eagles. 1.2 mil, 3,400 yards, 21 touchdowns, 15 picks. All right, so then you had Booms on the Bengals. Good old Boomsy. He's over here slinging the fucking for 1.2 mil. And uh, 3,500 yards, 28 Touchdowns, 11 picks. Nice year. Nice year for Boom. Real nice. Boom. Boom was good, man. Hell yeah. Then I had my boy Troy. Not a good year for Troy. Sorry. He was doing it for like a mil. This is embarrassing. 1,749 yards, 9 touchdowns, 18 picks. He had a rough year. What was his rookie year? That was like around. He was. This had to be early Troy. This is very early Troy. It's like his second year. So he had a bit. It's okay, dude. Think about nowadays if he did that, like oh in his second year. Oh, forget about. He'd it. He'd be done, 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 done. They wouldn't even think twice. That's why it said like you. We we've had this discussion before, where you you never know. Like Dak Prescott, if he didn't play bad, we know we don't know yep. if we ever would have been anything. You know, like we don't get the NFL. This doesn't give. It doesn't give the time. To the player anymore because I, I and I get it because there's so much money wrapped up and invested in it. I understand, but it just doesn't. It just it's not going to happen for certain guys because they can't perform like you know under whatever circumstances you know. Right. But you know it worked out for Troy just fine. Thank God the era we lived the you know he lived in was different. You know he would have not survived, man. No, but now you got after him you got Wade Wilson from the Vikings. Wade fucking Wilson. Oh. I don't even remember him. He threw for 2,500 yards, nine touchdowns, 12 picks for a million bucks. Didn't Wish I could do that for a million yeah. bucks. And you got Dre Schroeder, remember him? Yeah. From the Raiders. 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns, 13 bobs, another mil. You got the Colts and Jeff George over oh. here with fucking... 2,738 yards, 22 touchdowns, 12 picks. Good year for Jeff Decent George. year. Jeff George used to have a fucking cannon, dude. And then, He was just a hothead, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Not, he was making 900 grand, though. He wasn't even making a million dollars. Now, we're starting to get into the territory of guys that aren't even making a million dollars to start an NFL game. All right. <laughs> like, yeah, Bubby Brewster. 
for the fucking Steelers. 2,356 yards, nine touchdowns, 10 picks. No good. Uh, The Cardinals, there's no way that this is their starting quarterback for the year. By the way, Brewster was making eighty seven hundred dollars or no eighty seven eight hundred seven seventy thousand. Yeah, there you go. But Tim Rorschach for the Cardinals what? threw for ninety five yards in a in a pick. That's oh. their that's their listed quarterback. It's pretty bad. Uh, oh no, they have another. No, no, that's their listed quarterback. Because then the Chiefs have Steve DeBerg. Ah, uh, remember Steve yeah, DeBerg? Yeah, good old DeBerg. I like DeBerg. Fucking twenty five hundred yards, eleven fucking touchdowns. 16 intercepts, $600,000. It's almost practice squad yeah. money. Yeah. Chris Miller of the Falcons, 3,459 yards, 16 touchdowns, 10 bobs, and he was only making 550 grand. Not a bad year. No. Steve, time. Gro- Steve Grogan from the Pats, 1,697 yards, 9 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, Five hundred twenty thousand dollars. Well, you're starting to now. You're starting to uh, pay for what you get. Yeah. You're starting to get nobodies. John Forsyth from the Saints, nine hundred and thirty-four yards, seven touchdowns, four picks. These guys couldn't play the whole season. No, no well, way. Jim Harbaugh from the Bears. He's a starter here. He definitely did because he threw for a thousand yards. A whole year took yeah. him a thousand yards. Yeah, five touchdowns, nine interceptions. <laughs> well, he had three hundred thousand dollars. So. Redskins Mark Ripken, 3,700. Yeah, he threw for 3,767 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. He only made $300,000. Good value there for Ripken. Yeah, that's, that's good value for the fucking skins. And the Chargers had John Billy Joe Tall. Oh, I have his card. Yeah. Yeah. And he was only making fucking... Two thousand, two hundred thousand dollars, thousand yards. That just sounds like an unsuccessful oh, name. Billy Joe Tolliver, yeah. Five touchdowns, nine or eight interceptions. Anthony Dulwig, what? What from the Packers? Seven yards, no zero zero stats. Hundred thousand dollars. And then you had the last quarterback on the tier making hundred and fifteen thousand dollars for the year. Rodney Pete from the Lions. Lions, yep. One thousand four hundred seventy nine. Yards with five touchdowns, nine interceptions. Can be garbage. Interesting, man. With those numbers, how time has changed. Exactly those <laughs> numbers. Though, the difference oh. is insane. You know, they, those guys got to be bitter. Oh my! About God. the newer generations, I would be. They'd be talking. Yeah, I, mean, I fucking paved the shit. way for these shits, and now they're fucking making stupid money, and I have oh to still God. broadcast and chase endorsement deals and shit uh-huh. just to fucking. Live my lifestyle, these little pricks, and then uh, they don't. Like, yeah, they just keep wanting more. And yeah, more yep, and more. yep, exactly, that's dude. That's the problem because that's like you were saying. Like we're gonna start. Assume we're gonna see NBA contracts in the NFL. There's no coming. Question. It's coming. You're gonna see guaranteed money thrown all over the place. And if it gets to the point where players are running in the league, like in uh, the NBA. It's going to suck. That's going to suck. It might kill it for me, man. Mm, I don't know if that would kill it for me, but it would definitely it would definitely suck. Because let's say they wanted to come to your team, make your team awesome. Yeah, gonna, I, I, only certain teams are going to be good. That's yeah. what it's going to be like in the, like the NBA. Like, it's a handful of good teams that can win it, and that's it. You think about like Jamal Adams and shit, the way he forced himself out of, uh, out of town, that was like a very NBA-ish move. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's starting to get hot in here. We're going to wrap it the fuck up today. So... I got to bring you guys. I got to hit you with this week's <laughs> moment of the week. And after some deliberation, 
I finally came down. Yeah, because we were talking about before, you're like, that could have been a haha moment. It could have been now. The one I thought of was perfect because, especially when you look through the eyes of like a Knicks fan, it's beautiful. It's like art. It's like watching. It's like watching something collapse in front of you. It's beautiful. So, this week, Kevin Durant came out and said he would like to be traded, and I think that's fucking hilarious because the Nets are just complete losers and they've lost this is it they're done because once you do once he requests that trade it's over for you because they're they'll get pieces back it's not going to be anything that even is close to like what his value is for and then also Kyrie wants to leave too and the funny thing is they said they'd like to play together still just not in Brooklyn which is hilarious and especially like because I said there's ways to build NBA franchises. You can do it that way. You can get Ke- the Kevin Durant in there and let him run your franchise and fire the coach and hire whoever the fuck he feels like. You can do that and you can win doing that. But when you do that, you have to commit fully to doing that. And you got to make sure that your superstar, your Kevin Durant is happy and he's going to do his thing. He's going to play his games. He's going to win. And he's going to pick his guys or whatever whatever it's going to take, right? But when you don't do that and this guy after, I don't know, three, is it three years even now? And he just signed this nice big extension, whatever. He's, oh, I want to leave. I'm gone. You can't do that. That's not, that can't happen because now your franchise is c- completely going to be lost. You're done. Because, like, even they're talking about a trade possibly for Kyrie to go to L.A. now and for a package for Russell Westbrook. So you're going to bring Russell Westbrook to New York? They're, stu- they're stupid, too, because, like, <laughs> you talked about there's, like, two ways of doing it. One way is committing mm-hmm. to the superstars, letting them run your franchise, yeah. right? That's one way. The other way is building th- through the draft, building a and culture. They had done that. And they were on their way of doing that, and they dismantled this whole group for the superstars. The superstars. It's like if you were just a little more patient. Uh-huh. And that's the thing, patience, dude. Like, if you could just prove that you're building and there's an upward trajectory, you could sell that to a fan base, right? You could say, look, our roster is improving. Very happy. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, you do what you do. And it's like you have a very short window when you do that, too. Uh And it didn't work out for them. Nope. And now they're going to be right back into the fucking gutter of the NBA because they're going to have no one. And it's going to be beautiful for all the shit Nets fans want to talk for like three years just from the eyes of a Knicks fan uh it's beautiful and I love that one dude that always that says to Kevin Durant don't you wish you would have come to the Knicks yeah don't you wish you would have come to the Knicks Kevin you fucking bitch that is the fucking (laughs) moment of the week everybody Stay cool out there in this 4th of July weekend. It is a hot one. And remember, as always, if you like what you hear, you want to support the show, um, share the podcast, like the podcast, mm-hmm. subscribe, visit our shop, allstarvintage.shop for Hit all us. your favorite vintage sports gear. Hit us up, motherfuckers. Give us ideas. We'll use them, maybe. But otherwise, take it fucking sleazy. We out. This has been the All Star Vintage Podcast. With your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. We'll be back with another episode whenever we feel like it. Like hula hoops. Hop up in the
been mobbing Tigger in the cedars of my suits. Felicia, y'all gon' check my purse with Valentino boots. It's the booming out of way, a lot of them, a lot of race. Never hesitate to give a nigga yellow tape. And worry about the bag, cause the cash accumulate. Soon as we came in the game, all these niggas they imitated. Put my mind on it, then I put my grind on it. Put the iron on them if a nigga my opponent. My code 500, I don't put no miles on it. I was running wild, homie, with 500,000 on me. Going to the driller, bust the AP, yeah. Sliding on the water like a jet ski, yeah. I'm trying to fuck you on your bestie, yeah. Chopper with this so do not test me, yeah. Rick Flair, drip, go woo on a bitch. 5790, spit the coupe on my wrist. Multi-million dollar, I'm a fool with the hits. Hop up in the lemon, drop the roof, show the tits. I'll say Put my finger, got the game with me. Bought my purple ticket, got some brain on it. Nigga, we used to kick it, how you hang on me? Hop in the Bentley coupe and blow the brains out of it.